Hey. Hey. What's going on with you? Dun, 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 dun. What does that mean? What do you... I was trying to do the Ghostbusters, but it didn't come out right now. You were trying to make, do Ghostbusters? How does it start? <laughs> How does it... <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's, those are the pitches. Hey. <laughs> or you can do the same note. I was kind of going up. Um, hey, we just saw a movie. Yeah, Michelle doesn't know how to sing. <laughs> Josh does. A little bit. <laughs> so we're good. That's right. <laughs> what's so, what's so, up? I already asked you what's up. But obviously, <laughs> Stop laughing how bad that was. Trying to get, trying to figure out how to get singing lessons. <laughs> Why does that happen to me? It's in my head. It sounds completely right. There's this disconnect. That'd from be my interesting brain to, to hear what you, I, it would be interesting to hear what your head actually <laughs> thinks is right. It's a song. I, I hear the song in my head. I just something you're like, happens. You're like, in your head. It's like <laughs> the Adams family, and then you sing it, and you're like, it sounds right. You're like, mm, I don't know if in your head it's even right. Well, no. Instantly, I knew it was wrong when I did it. It's That's just, true. This I can't be the only one. This I this must happen to other people. This is the thing. There's probably a title for it. This something. Is a thing. Plasia or I'm gonna Sia. have to Google this. Something Sia. <laughs> yeah. Audio a Sia. <laughs> Something. You see the wrong colors of, All right. of notes. <clears throat> What's up so, with me? I uh, had surgery. Have we done an episode since I had surgery? No. So I had wait. We did it no, because we took we did an episode, then we took too long to put it out, and then it got close to your surgery, and then it was like, well, why don't we just put that episode out yeah. while you recover from your surgery? Yeah. And then it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then here we are in the future, here present, past, future X-Men. So that's what's going on with me. I had surgery and they took out 27 screws that actually just look like regular screws you put in your wall. I assume they're made of... They were like, oh no, we have a surgery today. Can you run to Home Depot, please? Right. They're different colors. They're very pretty. But, um, and I'm sure they're not just screws you can put in the wall. But I could, like, if we need screws, <laughs> I could. we could. I'm, you know, so now I have sure. 27 screws and four plates out of my arm. That sounds fun. Yeah. I think I know what's ringing. Something's so, ringing? Yeah, there's, uh, um, there's, um, my, my pedals have a thing called true spot and the true spot makes a weird ringing sound if they're not plugged into the pedals and I unplug them. So it's a very faint it, this is high pitched squeal. Your ears very are bionic or something. And like, it's very weird because I played drums for ten only, years almost every day. This is only a sound you could hear. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I I don't I know don't, why. I don't I shouldn't be able to hear anything. I used to listen to the Foo Fighters arm repeat really loud. And then drum to all the yeah, all the color and the shape. I am amazed at how loud you listen to your music in your ears. I don't listen to your that loud anymore. You do, because I can hear the sound outside your headphones. So, and then like when you put your headphones on me, it's like crazy when loud. When I go on, when I go, when I go um, on walks, they're loud. I think they're just loud to you because you don't ever listen to anything with headphones on. You're always listening to things just out in the open. I wear my AirPods a lot. Not much. Because mm-hmm. every time I hear 
Busy Phillips is blaring <laughs> through those horrible <laughs> iPhone speakers. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? I'm in the backyard. <laughs> Jello pudding. Oh no. It's bu- busy Cosby. No, Mike, that don't doesn't, bring that. That doesn't work. Don't busy bring Cosby. that in here. What is that? I don't even Oy. know. Cut all of this out. I'm not going to. I hardly edit this podcast if nobody's noticed. We don't um we don't have, have too many holes as it doesn't matter. We don't have as many holes as we used to. We used to just like not know what we we're gonna say next and right. then there would be crickets everywhere just right. jumping in the thing. But um I've been up to um nothing really. Yeah, we had Thanksgiving. You cooked some meats. Yeah, yeah, we cooked. We cooked Thanksgiving, but that's not unique. Everybody does that. Well, not everybody. Not everybody. Some people are not. Especially doing Especially when it's only two of us, in, you know, here. Like, that's. I don't know. That's true. Um, I have a show on Saturday. I found out. I thought it was next Saturday. So I've got all the songs together or the ideas together. I oh, need yeah, to turn you really them. Gotta crank it out this week. I got to turn them into songs. The cool thing about not having lyrics, it's instrumental stuff is you don't have to necessarily, if you don't want to, like you can riff off of one idea for three or four minutes, mm-hmm. which, you know, almost is jazz. It's just like, Hey, here's a chord progression. All right, do something over it for a while. And then you do something over it, except for, I don't really do that. You're giving away how the sausage is made. I think everybody knows how the sausage is made. <laughs> Most people have watched at least one tutorial on mm-hmm. like Ableton Live or some sequencing thing of like, okay, you just make drums and then you make a bass line and then you blah, blah, blah. And you take one out and add one, change it. Hmm. Uh, so that's the basics of it. And that's pretty much how music works in general. So there's no real magic behind it. Okay. It's just, it's like, I have an idea. I have an idea. Pre-chorus, what I'm thinking about. Chorus. Chorus, chorus, chorus. <laughs> I have a neck, an idea. I have a second. It's, it's, there's no magic to it. It's just how you end up doing it. It's like baking. It's, you get flour, eggs, sugar, some random other crap. And yes, throw it. There's people and, who can have the same ingredients, but their yeah. stuff comes out way amazing. Yeah. And it's, that's how it is. It's like you use a little bit more baking soda or, or, Soda or powder, whatever. Or you use a little bit more sugar or a little bit flour or a little less water or a little bit more milk. And then so the cookies what I'm turn is, out. There is a bit of magic to it. I know you were saying I was not going sausage. to. Sausage. Yeah, I was saying about you, the sausage. Yeah, but... you were saying that there was no magic, essentially. No, I was saying you're letting people in on how the sausage is made, but you were saying there's no magic to it. And there is magic to it. But you weren't giving there's that individual... away. The magic is indescribable. The magical is in the, the magic, magic is, is in, in me. You. Yeah. Right. Just I am like the fifth the magic. element stones. Yeah. They you could are take, in me. Just like um almost every every uh oil uh company that you buy gasoline from. It's all the same oil. They just put little additives in there and the magic is marketing. <laughs> it's all the same gas. So yeah, that's what I've been up to watching and watching TV and making some music and that's it. That's me in all it. the shells of the nuts. Well, that's a good segue into what? Sing what? It. The, what? What? The next. Ah, uh, we've been watching. <laughs> okay, it's like a monkey singer. Yeah. Speaking of, you've been watching a show with a monkey. Yeah, I watched the. I don't even know what it's called. It's that Marvel 
cartoon thing with Jason Is it like Sudeikis. Hell monkey or something? No, it's Jason Sudeikis and a monkey. Hmm. Uh, I recommend anyone watch it if you like Hitman stuff. If you can figure out what it's called, is it? It's, Hitman it's pretty easy to nowadays. Just if you look type, for monkey. If you type in monkey and Jason Sudeikis Marvel, you're gonna come up. Okay, with yeah. All those That's things. That's true. All right. See, I'm gonna do that right now. So as it's I'm a monkey. It's a hitman monkey. Wait, it's a monkey with a hitman ghost attached to it or something, yeah. right? And the and ghost... then and don't tell too much. People might want to watch it. Oh, I didn't know that was a secret part. I I don't know. I I didn't know that much. Oh, okay. Honestly, I just thought like, oh, this guy works with this monkey. Okay, well, it's and a so monkey. It was uh, he that was it. Kills people. So there you go. Which would be very devastating, and it is in the thing. Uh, hit monkey. Pretty oh, okay. Easy we're close. Hit monkey. <laughs> okay. But don't hit monkeys. That's that's rude and that's mean. That's super mean. So what what have we been? What else have we been watching? Okay, we have also been watching The Great. We are one episode away from finishing are we one? The Great. Yeah, we only have one left. Oh, uh, I thought there was ten, and we watched eight. I I don't I don't know, but I think we only have one left. Oh, okay. Um, which has been very good. I know you have been really frustrated with the season, and I you have. have been yelling. A lot. You've it's been, good. You have been talking to the screen very Michelle style or, and also, or our and friend also? Josh Collier, who gets really uncomfortable Yeah, it's just, there's things. just a lot of, if you've listened to this podcast before, guys, you know me. Um, uh, like, if you ever listened to um, the I Care A Lot episode, you know I don't, I don't take no gull from, uh, from. Gull? Gull. Isn't, Isn't that what guff? Southern... Guff? You don't Gull? take no guff? I don't know what Southern people say. So I don't take none of that crap from um, people who are trying to get one over on me. And I just don't like how she's not really... She's trying Spoilers to become... for anybody who has I'm not, not I'm not yet. really giving too much away. Okay. She's trying to be like the the... She's trying to move forward into the modern times where if someone slights you, you don't murder them. Like most of us do these days. <laughs> right. But I think back in those days, you should take advantage of it. If someone's disrespecting you in your court, stab them in the face in front of everyone. And then everyone will know, I probably should not speak ill of this person. And then keep working on trying to make a better Russia. But, right. you know, you, in the beginning, you got to... So gotta, maybe go from not murder, but stabbing. Oh, yeah. Like maybe like maim murder. people. Yeah. yeah. Like chop off some fingers right. and then people know, oh, she means business. All I right. need to stop being sexist and all the other things right. and really take this lady so you've seriously. You've been really upset by her. Yeah, her, her softness. Yeah. It doesn't help the stereotype. It's like, oh, women are soft. She's not going to do mm. anything. And then she doesn't do anything. And I'm like, you need to you need to show these fools what's up. I know. You've been yelling a lot at the TV. So, uh, but also we're watching Southside because the new season just came up. Yeah, if you haven't seen that show, you gotta watch it. It's funny. It's, it's good. Um, it's silly. It's everything. I love. Um, uh, what would I say? Um, I love a lot of the shows that are being run by um, African American people that are true to whatever their background is, but also just like silly. Um. I'm trying to think of another show that would kind of do that um, from like another group of people. Oh, I guess like, um, oh uh, man, what's uh, fresh off the boat? I know that there's uh, there's been controversy with uh, the ori- the originator of who wrote the book, but I feel like to me it was like, oh, this talks about Asian American people, but it um, 
is also like ubiquitous things that you can get behind and understand. Um, and I think that South Side is the same type of way. It's like if you like The Office or you like other Comedy Central shows, now it's on HBO Max. You will like it even if you're like not from Chicago, you're not black, whatever. Like mm-hmm. you're, it's still going to be like, man, it's a funny show. It's yeah, a it's show. a funny show, and I'm sure there's things that land differently if you are actually from Chicago and yeah. from Southside. Kind of like if we, I don't know if they, it looks like Chicago. I've been there twice, so I don't have much depth. But like how we see stuff that's here, where when we saw Hacks, and I was like, hey, that's around the corner. Oh yeah. So yeah, you yeah, watch yeah, it yeah. Southside, and you're like, oh. I know that corner. So it's it's been approved by my stepdad, who is from the South Side of Chicago, mm-hmm. Limwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, Limwood, and so um, he likes it. So there you and go, there guys. You go. Watch it. What else? Ed approved. Ed approved. Um, Dexter and Yellow Jackets. That's what else we've been watching. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on Dexter? Dexter. <laughs> that was loud. Dexter. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I'm glad it's going to be a short season <laughs> because Dexter has always just been one of those cringy shows where, you know what it is? It's it's because I have not always been a fan of the like the duplicitousness and like the whole getting caught thing. Mm-hmm. Like even when Zach Morris had two dates to prom and he would be trying to shuffle between both his dates and not get caught. I always hated those episodes. They make me uncomfortable. <laughs> so I feel like this whole double life, I'm always just tense the whole episode. So that's where I am with Dexter. I'm just tense. But I am hoping that this little mini season will redeem the finale of oof, the series. Oof. So we'll see. I don't know. I feel like it. So spoiler, spoiler, skip ahead if you're watching Dexter or you haven't watched it yet. Um, Are you going to give real spoilers? Well, I'm just curious where it's going to go. I feel like the endings, it could be like Dexter dies or starts a new family business with his kid. <laughs> I don't know if that's called you know, a business. The family business. I'm doing air quotes. Um but she's doing them underwater, so or <laughs> they're water quotes. Or um, I don't know what else. Maybe they all, they run away together. I don't know. So we'll see. But I'm I'm hoping, and I don't even know what outcome I'm hoping for. I'm just hoping for an outcome that's better than the last season. Yeah. So far, it's it, I still don't know. I think I really do not like any of the graphics that they do. Well, no. It's, I've been like, why, why, why? Yeah. These are not going to, like, they're, they're, they're the barely. The are weird. The opening, the title or whatever yeah. it is, episode title in the scene is weird. They're barely, um, they're barely, what's the word? Um, timely now. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're like graphics from, it's like they use the same graphics engine from the 2000, whenever it ended, 2012 or 11. And I'm like, so in 2026, that's gonna those graphics are gonna look really bad and cheesy. So I'm glad there's no long intro. Yes, like Mac and that's eggs good. Intro. Mac and eggs. Mac and eggs. I do love how they're working in Deb. I like that. Yeah, I had no idea she was gonna be in here. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. I love. And also, the guy who played his dad, I think, is actually dead. So that's hmm. or not his dad. The guy who adopted him, the cop that adopted him, right, and gave him his code. I think right. he's literally dead. So he okay. couldn't reprise that role. And it's good that he didn't because yeah, he's changed yeah, as a person. Yeah, that twice? Um, but I, lo- I, yeah, I do love 
how Deb... Actually, her scenes are the best. When Deb shows up, that's always a good scene. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I enjoy those scenes. I think it's all right. I like Deb. So anyway, even though we know it's actually Dexter's subconscious. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to mention in what I've been up to. <clears throat> as many of you know. No going backwards. Sorry. Segment's over. You got to go back. <laughs> we got to go back to the segment. Um, I I um, somehow attract people who have been on television and I ran into Josh Myers while oh, uh, yeah. I was going to walk this morning. Guys, if you ever want to meet or run into a celebrity, just walk around town with Josh. He randomly runs into them. I am never with him. I never get to meet anybody cool. So I don't know what to tell you. Anyway. Most of my walks are very uneventful. They usually involve a Coke Zero. <laughs> um, Kit and Kat. Then, yeah, the maybe a Kit Kat. No, I don't usually sit on walls. There's not a lot of walls to sit around around mm-hmm. here. But yeah, I uh, I was just walking, you know, and then uh, I saw this guy. He was walking his dog, and I think he was coming across the street or something. And I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" And then I was like, "Those cheekbones look familiar." He has Maya's cheekbones, <laughs> and so we had just seen their Thanksgiving talk. Um, I guess last week, Episode yeah, because it was right Seth before. Myers, yeah. yeah, the whole family gets together and talks about. So they talked about um, his grandmother, and I couldn't remember Josh's name for some reason. Um, cause my name is Josh <laughs> and I've heard his name multiple times. So I didn't want to be like, Hey, you're Seth's brother, right? Cause I'm, um, I don't remember if Josh is older or younger, but I have an older brother and most of my middle school time was like, you're, you're Sean's younger brother, aren't you? You're Lil Spoon. And I was just like, shut <laughs> up. So I was just like, you're a Myers, right? Which is very interesting. It sounded like, I, I don't even know what that, I don't know, like a. Country club that or? may have thrown him off a little bit. I'm wondering. No, no, if, he he did not skip he a, beat. a beat. He just goes. Yep. He goes. Why? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes. Uh, I, he goes. I, I go. Oh, nice to meet you. Because I'm Josh. And he was. And I was like. Oh, oh. Did you say so? Am I? <laughs> no, no, no. I think I can't remember what the order was. Maybe he said. Maybe he said yes, I am. He goes. I'm Josh. And then I said, nice to meet you. And he said. And then I. He said, what's your name? And I was like. Oh, Josh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. And then I was like, oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw the segment. And I was like, it's really cool because a lot of times family comes on shows and it's just kind of like, all right, we'll talk to him really quickly. And then we got to shoo our family off to get to, you know, what, Tom Holland or whatever. But it's cool. You guys get to sit down. So he essentially said it was hard getting family member or family members. It was hard to get celebrities to come on like so close to Thanksgiving. So they just said, why don't we just have the family as a guest? And so. And that's now that's doing. their tradition. I think so. I don't know if he lives around here or he was just visiting, but he's a very cool guy, very nice. And um, he had a little bit of stubble. I've never seen him with facial hair. Mm. So I was like, oh, hey. Because we only ever see him on TV. Yeah, so. clean shaven. Yeah. With the with the razor. Yep. But yeah, I forgot that was what I had been up to today. Mm. All so right. That's, um. I don't know. I need like a bingo. Bing. A oh, celebrity yeah, yeah. Make a- bingo. <laughs> I'm bored. Uh, all right. All cool. Right. Well, let's get to this movie. We haven't even said the movie. What did we watch? Did we not? No. I tried to sing the song and then it all derailed. <laughs> well, that gives enough of it away. <laughs> what is that? It's like a... Chicken picking version of uh, Ghostbusters. That's what it sounds like. It. 
Yours is more like a used car lot. Yeah, we watch Afterlife. Ghostbusters. We actually watched it twice. We did. A movie so nice, we watched it twice. The story there is that we were trying to be cool. Well, we just. We've seen a lot of the previews lately and Nicole Kidman. If you go to AMC, you've seen Nicole Kidman talk to you Nicole, a lot. Nicole, we love you, but please tell just just tell them to stop tell playing. Tell AMC we're over. Play it only outside of the theater. We don't want to see it. And also, we see it in Dolby. So we have previews and then we have we have Nicole Kidman. We have the AMC thing about get snacks and be quiet. And there's the whole Dolby, look how fancy. Is there another one too? No. Sometimes, I, think I feel like sometimes there's welcome back to the movies, something, that's something. That's like the AMC, get your snacks, be quiet, welcome back. But I feel like there's another one. I feel oh, like there's, okay. there's her, there's, cause there's the Dolby, like the, 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 the bulb is still on or whatever. Right. Or the projector's still on. Right. There's, uh, what's her name? Yes. There's a get the snacks. Yes. But then I feel like sometimes there's a fourth one. The previous. Where I'm like. No, no, no. It's a oh. fourth AMC specific oh, one. And like, okay. why are there so oh, many AMCs? Oh, it's about the A-list, yada, yada. Like, oh, stubs, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we think our stubs. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. another. So there's right. there's too many. So we were trying to miss all of that. And also, mm-hmm. every all of them the exact same. It's West Side Story. Uh, uh, I can't remember that. I don't all. really know because we've been skipping previews for a while. But it's definitely but we West Side Story. Seeing West Side Story, so we were trying to skip all of that and just get there in time to see the movie. And our plan failed, and we missed like the first ten or fifteen minutes of the Not movie. Ten, at least ten. Was it? Yeah, we missed like the first ten mm. minutes of the movie. But Why were, we came in. We left on purpose late, or I can't remember. No, we. We didn't leave on purpose late, but we were just chilling, eating our pizza outside. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's what it was. I, yeah. I knew we should have so, brought the pizza in. I tried. So anyway, um, so we missed the first 10 minutes of the movie, but we came in on a part that seemed like it was relatively close to the beginning. We didn't really know what we had missed. Yeah, we I thought a ghost was just flying out of yeah, the house. And that was we it. didn't really, it didn't feel like we had missed much. But then I thought, I really wish we had seen the beginning. So we went again, and I'm glad we did, because there actually was significant things that happened in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway. I didn't know that um, Egon was going to die in the first 10 minutes, or first yeah. five minutes or whatever. Yeah. I thought he was already so, dead, like the way that since we came in late, it was like, oh, a ghost flew out of there because, I don't know, it ghost. Was just a ghost. And then, um, then, uh, yeah, and then the movie started. So yeah. So um so so we think now the sweet spot is to go like 15, 20 minutes after the well, the printed movie. Actually time. the real problem of the movie was when we went to get our seats, someone stole our seats because we came so late, they said, Oh, they're not, they're coming. not coming. Or no one's no one ever bought tickets. Because the theater wasn't that full. It wasn't full. It was on a yeah. Sunday morning. Which, that was fine. We sat to the left. But, yeah. you know, it, anyway. So, the whole thing was just a little bit thrown off on our first viewing. So, don't show up. 30 minutes Don't after. Yeah, show up too like, late because somebody will take your seat. Right. 15 minutes. I'm going to say 15. Okay. So, moving on to the actual movie. Ghostbusters Afterlife. IMDb says, When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. That could have been my story. (laughs) My mom 
raised us for the most part. And I have a brother. So that's two of us. There are two of you. Do you, is there a secret? Like, is there a basement we need to break into or a secret? Uh, my grandparents did have a basement. Maybe we need to go back and look for like hidden walls. Break and, into that basement? Yeah. And just go knock on the door and be like, Excuse me. He I used, used to, to live here or he, his grandfather lived here. We need to see your basement. Yeah. And then I'll not be able to unlock that, that, uh, wood did you guys? mosaic that she did to get to the pro, to oh, the yeah. trap. Did you guys, um... Are you talking to the audience? No, you. (laughs) So me as a singular person, did you guys... No, you as your brother. Oh, okay. Did you guys, um, ever, like, squirrel away anything in your grandparents' basements or carve anything into... Not in our grandparents' basement. My brother... Stairs. In a very... What was that? Alfred Justice? I can't remember what stupid Steven Seagal movie that was, where he was in a coma... And he left his guns in his house. And then uh, when he got out of a coma, he went back and then like broke the drywall and got his guns out of the house. My brother did something similar to that with some <laughs> uh, material that I won't say what kind of material it okay. was. Um, they were magazines, we're I'll just get, say. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, went back by the house and he grabbed them. Oh, wow. It was very surprising. I was like, hmm, they okay. never... It was one of those things, um, you know, you walk up the stairs to a house and sometimes if you turn around... It's kind of just a wall that goes up, you know, like the the ceiling goes at a 45 degree angle as your as the stairs do. Uh-huh. And at some point it just goes straight up to match the second floor. Okay. And that space was a, a little closet or closet. Okay. Um, like cupboard. a little crawl space kind of thing? No, it's just a cupboard. You can't oh, you can't okay. it's literally like the stairs. Oh. And then up above it. Huh. <clears throat> Um, is would be just a a dead wall because you can't do anything with that because it's where the stairs are. So where that flat area was, yeah, you could kind of lean over and put stuff in there. But So my brother put in there, and I guess the people never went in there, which reminds me of another side note. When I was watching those those Reddit video things, (laughs) someone said, what's a secret that you can't ever tell anybody? He said, I sold my house last year. But I've secretly been living in a bunker that I built towards the end of the house. Wow. <laughs> and it's really decked out. And I really love it. He's like, I've been living there nonstop. And I Whoa. just come and go in the middle of the night and they don't see me. So literally, he doesn't he pay rent on a house. house that he sold right. in a bunker that he lives in. So, wow. Um, yeah. So those are two stories about okay. um, <clears throat> secret stuff. But yeah. I've always wanted to find a secret passageway or like a cool secret bunker um that would be cool i know when i I lived in an apartment in college and there's a closet upstairs and then i discovered a tiny little door in the closet and then i crawled in and it was like this big attic so that was kind of cool it was like a little secret space were there bones in there no but i like painted on the wall like yellow jackets like wrote on the wall in there and stuff. And cause I guess other people had done it too, like previous tenants. <laughs> so we left a big mess of art on the, I don't think anyone else went in there. I think it was just me. I went in there sometimes cause I had like four or five roommates. And so it was quiet. We'd just go hide. You said, you t- wrote anyway. in, are you a god? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's five things. Five things. Yeah. Just five things. Remember, I told you this is these are the things. I'm only gonna do five now. I know, but you just said things, not about Ghostbusters. About just Ghostbusters, things. five things about Ghostbusters. Afterlife. Afterlife. Yes. 
Okay. You remember the sign the scene <clears throat> where um Phoebe and Podcast are testing out the um uh the um Proton packs Proton packs for the first time? Yeah. Right? And he's like, Welcome to Rust City. You remember that? Yes. Okay. So Rust City was actually the code name for the movie, you know, like on the signs they put out before they um, you know, really I guess they didn't want people to right. know what they, they were filming. They didn't want people to know that they yeah. were filming a Ghostbusters. Right. So the the movie's code name was Rust City. So I, when I heard that in the movie when we watched it the second time, I was like, "Hey, I know about that." What? Okay. Also, Finn Wolf Wolford, whatever his name is, Finn Wolfcastle. Um, the brother did not know what he was auditioning for. I guess they sent them fake pages because this was also super secret. So he didn't know what he was auditioning for. And then he didn't think he... And then later, I guess, he realized what he was auditioning for. And then, for some reason, he thought he was not going to get the part because in Stranger Things, the characters all dressed up as Ghostbusters. Right. So he thought, for some reason, he'd already been a Ghostbuster, so they weren't going to let him be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> I would agree with that. Really? I was, I would, Yeah, when I saw that he was in this, I was like, hmm. Because he's already been in a movie with, like, oh, there's kids that saved the world or whatever. And then he's in another thing. He's like, oh, it's kids that saved the world. I was like, ooh, how is that going to come across and work out? Okay. Um, All right. Well, that was his concern as well. And I guess it didn't matter because they liked him. Um, McKenna Grace, which I did not even know that was McKenna Grace in this movie until the um, credits. I don't even remember who McKenna Grace is. You keep saying her name and I'm like, wait, who is she? She's. Um, well, we can't, I don't remember right now, but we'll have to look that up. Um, I'll have to remind you later. But, um, she, so Phoebe, um, McKenna Grace wrote and sang the in the end credits song. Oh. Like the one after, obviously after the Ghostbusters song. I wasn't paying attention. It was a cute old song. Um, I liked it. I can't remember what it was, but I found that interesting that she wrote and sang it. Her, uh, her IMDb picture is literally a glamour shots looking she yeah i'm like she i didn't know that still existed she's one of the actresses that looks like three other people they all have like the same face i think she she looks just like the girl (gasps) she's from grapevine i know she's from texas she also started acting when she was like nine or something i don't know she's been doing a lot and she's only 15 it says yeah so anyway she's been doing a lot and um are you figuring out who she is no i i am finding out she's one eighth Mexican ancestry. Hmm. Okay, number four. The mom, Carrie Coon, is the actress. Do you remember the guy in the hardware store? Yeah. That's her real husband. He wasn't Wait, the her, old guy? The guy running the hardware store. Oh, I, th- I can't remember. He wasn't who, super old. Wasn't the old guy with the gray hair and a beard? Yeah, he might have had gray hair. I don't know, but he wasn't super old. He, he looked, wasn't like he an old super man. old compared to her. <laughs> I don't know. I would I think he was like sixty-five, and she no. was like forty. I mean, maybe I don't know. Could be, but anyway, that's her husband. He's apparently he's a character actor. We I recognize. Yeah, I've his seen face. him in a ton yeah, of things. He's like one of those people. It's like, hey, I've seen you. Um, at number five, um, Egon. <clears throat> so Harold Ramis, obviously in the opening scene. Um, we see Egon like battling this um ghost or whatever, but we don't really see his face. 
Right. So that's just a guy in makeup. So yeah. right. So I wouldn't um, think they got a hold of him. The CG? No, I'm saying literally. I don't think they would have got a hold of him for this movie. Well, yeah. But okay, so anyway, so the opening scene is an actor in makeup. The end scene where we have where we actually see his face, yeah, clearly, obviously is a body double with CG. And they just found um they took like archive footage um of Harold Ramis and then I guess aged it um and put it on there, but and they didn't have him speak because that's when right. it gets messy. Right, yeah. Um and so I read an article that was like, finally, somebody did this like posthumous CG right. Yeah. Um, because it looked, I think it looked pretty good. It looked very convincing. I yeah. thought, I thought they they did it respectfully. Like they didn't try to. Uh, was it the the Anthony Bourdain movie where we found out they used emails and then vocalized the email, so he didn't right. actually say any of those things. They and they didn't do a hologram. I guess they kind of did a hologram Tupac, but it was way better. And then also. You know, uh, uh, God, God rest his soul, even though he's still alive. Mark Hamill, uh, when they de-aged him, it was kind of like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that's kind of like a Mark Hamill, but not really. Well, it's lifeless. And I know for them, it was a little bit easier because they made him like this greenish, see-through, right. you know, whatever. Right. So I don't know what it would have been like if they had to do actual flesh colors. So right. maybe that's the reason why it looks so good. But yeah. I think overall, it was... They made the right decisions for what they had to exactly. do. Exactly. And also the um, family, well, from the what I read, was the family also approved. Nice. So that's always good to know. But that's my five things. Cool. Cool. So what are we getting into next? Get into it. Um. Well, if we want to, we can talk cast because these are the new Ghostbusters, presumably presumes but i don't know they took the car away at the end so guess we'll see yeah i don't i know that dan Aykroyd's. you know i think you watch the ghostbusters movies we love or whatever on netflix and i've read countless things but his original idea was like they traveled through space and they did all these oh, yeah, crazy this things bonkers and thing. then there were go, go there was like a franchise it was like wendy's there was ghostbusters all over the place and they never got to that point um, for whatever reason, I'm sure, you know, Harold and, and Bill and, and Bill didn't really want to do Ghostbusters again. As far as I've all the reports that I've ever read, he was kind of like, I don't like doing this. And even in the interview on Fallon, he was like, oh, those suits were uncomfortable and the packs were heavy. <laughs> so, you know, I think that probably did did had some problems and also writing scripts. Um, you know, there was a lot of problems and probably trying to figure out what to do. But I think this gives you, I hope this movie is like, um, well, I guess not for fans of Star Wars, but kind of have a like, okay, we're done with the, with the Star, Star, uh, Star Walker. <laughs> That's not his name. Skywalker. Skywalker. I think that was his original name, Star Walker. But we're done with the Star Skywalker, Skywalker saga. Eh? Yeah. We're going to go some other directions. Yeah. And I feel like this movie was kind of, for all the critiques that people might give, it like this was a copy of the first one. I was like, well, the 2016 one was so horrible. You had to kind of come back to form, and also it was good to bookend that story because it was, yeah. it was, it was. No one knew if they were going to get back together again to do the movie, 
and um, no one got the closure that they wanted from that cast. So this was the best closure you could do in making the movie completely about the only person who's not living um, about a, and it, it's like it's like handed to you. It's like, hey, this person is no longer living, and hey, this movie is about ghosts. <laughs> Why don't we just right, 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 boom, put that together? So I, I, I left, it, I left thinking that this felt like a reboot and a sequel. Mm-hmm. All at the same time, which I'm not mad at. I love no. it. I actually no. really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it's it, you it know, wasn't perfect, but I loved it. Yeah, it was like it hit it hit you. You know, as people say in the feels, mm-hmm. it hit you in the nostalgia. It hit you in faith in the in the, um Gen Double Z or whatever. <laughs> you can like, just say the future. Yeah, it just made you feel like, oh, you know, I could see myself watching this as it continues. And I'm glad that we got closure. And I'm glad that there was people honored and all that. Um, but also, I like the way that they did this. I think they did this the best way you could for a film where you're kind of um, rehashing this the same quote-unquote old mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way. Like, when we just watched the thing, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot more similarities than I thought. But I thought the way they did it was probably the best way. It was fresh. Right. It was fresh, old. Right. It was like reheated. And you're like, it's kind of like, um, the, is it the pozole or whatever that? When you you let it sit for a while and you reheat it and eat it. And mm. that's like more flavor than the first oh, time. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how I felt about this movie. Because there was a lot of things. And I guess I'll just go into it. Those, like, um, for example, I'm sure people will be like, Oh, Gozer again and the dogs and blah, blah, blah. But, and I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh, why did they bring back Gozer? Because as soon as, um, I can't remember what the original thing was, but maybe when they started showing the, uh, when they started talking about, uh, what was his name? What was the guy's name? Ivan. Ivan Shenkor or something. Yeah. Uh, once they started talking about him, I was like, wait a minute. That's the guy who built the building. And I was like, wait, are they about to do. <laughs> Goes there again. And, um, but then the way they did it, I was like, okay, this makes sense because they sent Gozer back to a parallel dimension. They crossed the streams and shut the gate. So mm-hmm. they, they never killed or trapped Gozer. Right. So it was likely that Gozer would come back. Right. You know, and the way that they tied in the mine into the first movie of like, hey, this guy built two places for Gozer to inhabit. Because he was such a, a Gozer fan. He was a Gozer stan. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I can see that. Like, I didn't feel like, oh, man, this is like, they didn't even think about this. It's like, oh, that's actually a clever thing for a quote unquote villain to do. It's like, I'm going to set up an operation so we can mine the selenium and then we can make electroconductive material. We'll ship it to New York. Then we'll build this building. And then we'll also have this other place where we can worship mm-hmm. and and have multiple locations for Gozu to come to. Though, I thought that was a pretty cool setup. Yeah, I wasn't. Once I started realizing, wait, this is the same stage. I didn't really care. I was fine with it because it didn't feel like the same movie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, all right, makes sense. I, I didn't get as far as I didn't get as deep into all the mm-hmm. logic as you, but I was like, I don't mind. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like. This is a reboot re- sequel. So you're like, is there is there going to be a dance sequence at the end? Because yeah. as long as there isn't that, that's cool. You're right. Um, I think one of the single most important 
factors of this movie because it held so much nostalgia in it, but also made it feel very fun was the music. Like, can yeah. you imagine this movie if they just dismissed all the original music and just went on totally new school? Mm, it would, that's true. The movie would feel completely different. That's so true. I feel like a big piece of it, this movie felt fun because they brought in that old music, but it didn't sound like hokey and old. It just sounded like, you know, those little musical cues that... Yeah, all the French kind of, horn stuff, the right. light French horn stuff. Right, so that's... I'm going to ask my coworker, be like, hey, can you play some of the Ghostbusters? <laughs> so that's... I feel like that was like from the first little musical cue that hooked me. Like I was hooked. Yeah. The whole movie, I was hooked. And I was just like, this is so much fun. This is so cute. I love this movie. Yeah, I don't... I was thinking about trying to watch Ghostbusters 1 and 2 before we did this. I'm trying to remember... I think... I feel like 2 didn't have many of the cues. I think they did new cues. But, yeah, the way that, like, um, you know, they did they did some of the cues in different keys and a minor versus major and whatever... And then they played it stylistically different, kind of like I did the right. the chicken picking version of right. uh, Ghostbusters. They, they just they made did. it new, but it still felt very familiar. Yeah, and so yeah, I think as we all know, music really drives a film, especially horror or suspense movies. Um, yeah, that was that was really helpful that they decided to do that. And it sets the tone, like this isn't going to be a dark, scary movie. Yeah. Even though I did jump a few times. <laughs> the person next to us and the couple next to us in the second second time we watched it, they were just like, ah, what's it I'm like, dude, this isn't like that kind of movie. You don't right. have to be that scared or worried. Right. Um, so we have um, Phoebe is obviously the counterpart to Egon. Right. And, and she did that really well. Yeah, she really did. She did it with... You know, I'm not. I'm not hating on what's her name from Atypical being doing Ted or Bill. I don't remember. <laughs> but hers was almost like not mocking, but comical. Mm-hmm. Like it was good, but it was. But McKenna, McKenna, right? McKenna Grace. Hers was like her own style of it. Yeah, yeah. Like something that you would get where you would be at Thanksgiving or something, and like that's your granddaughter. You know, it's like yeah, which is what you want in a in a sequel reboot. Like, you don't want a carbon copy. You yeah. want it to feel like this is a new, it's an homage, but a new character. Yeah. And like, um, so podcast was Ray. Yeah. Ray's counterpart. He got the glasses and the marshmallows at the end. And then um, Finn, what's his character? What was the brother's name? Oh, Trevor. So Trevor, does that make Trevor Venkman? Oh, I guess because he was going after the ladies. Or he was he, mm. he was immediately he was a weak he was a, a very girl. weak bank man. I know if was, he was yeah I was trying to see who because people were saying oh that they paired up with the who's, old who's Winston but, though well it's that's so, what I was wondering Lucky the girl the girlfriend or was Lucky Vankman because she was like sarcastic oh Lucky was more Vankman yeah okay so she's more because there's like I was with this girl and we went up to the thing and blah 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 and then she just pops up yeah he's right he's like what. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you think so Lucky is more Vankman, and then that would make Trevor Winston? He did drive the car. Yeah. So, there we go. And he was excited. Yeah, he was kind of excited to be there. And I'm trying to think other um, Winston-y things. 
But yeah, he drove the car. He was excited to be a part <laughs> of it. Yeah. I would say that's true. All right, we did it. We solved it. We and then obviously Do we win a prize? The mom is the is is uh, Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver's Weaver. char- character and the other one is Paul uh, Rudd is um is your your buddy. Um <laughs> What's That's why I invited clients instead of friends. <laughs> Save money on your taxes. Uh, yeah. Oh, who brought the dog? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, they they were those carbon copies. I will say, since we're talking about cast, anytime, as you guys know, I see Bokeem Woodbine, I'm very happy to see him. His voice gets deeper and deeper every time. <laughs> yeah. He sounds more and more like a Southern sheriff. He really does. <laughs> He's like, hey, who told you to come in my shop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just like yeah he didn't have he didn't do much in the film no that's funny because the cops don't even show up usually in the end like the cops come back around mm-hmm. and they're like you did it kid or whatever but he arrested them let them go and he was like you pulled the you pulled the uh uh nuclear weapon right. on me but it's all good she didn't mean it Okay. Yeah. Go on. Like, don't cause no trouble. I was like, dang, she was about to like uh blast. I don't even know if blood would have right? come out. Yeah. It's <laughs> just been a cauterization immediately of a hole in his head. Right. Well, I guess it would explode. That's a lot of heat on the juices of your melon. Oi. Oi. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That, so who So I- so well that's that's all for that, I guess. Um the the ghosts though. We had, um, we had. Oh wait, wait, wait! You didn't talk about. I forgot about Annie Potts. She got to oh, reprise right. her role. Annie Potts popped in. Yeah, she was. Uh, oh, and it then, was good to see her. Yeah, it was cute. Her you know, it's bit. funny. I I think I say this too often. I don't know about on this podcast, but it's always interesting when we have and these people are somewhat doing well. I don't know all their backgrounds. I would assume Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are doing just fine. But it's interesting, like, when you think about the cast that was in this film, and as far as I know, out of all the major players, only one of them is deceased. And so it's interesting when people are like, oh, no, I'm going to die, or if I get on an elevator, I'm going to die, or whatever. And it's like, out of 10 people in a cast, only one is not living from 40 years ago. Like, it's pretty... Pretty good. It's pretty good, and also kind of, like, don't worry about it. Live your life. Live your life. Do your thing. We also, um, J.K. Simmons, I keep oh, yeah. seeing J.K. Simmons and Olivia Wilde were not, wait, Olivia Wilde? That's her name? Yes, Olivia Wilde were uncredited, but I thought I saw her name on the screen. I don't remember, I don't but I, I know we me- immediately, we were like, that's Olivia, Olivia Wilde, right? Olivia Wilde, such good casting yeah. as the new Gozer. Right. So good. She's like teeny tiny. She has the perfect face structure. Her face is very similar too. And then whatever else you can just do with putty. Right. She's like 80 to 90%. I don't even think you need to do that. I think it was all just her face. 80 to 90% there and makeup. Makeup. And then maybe some putty. But yeah, she didn't. She looked like Olivia Wilde, but also looked like Gozer. And I. I remember when she, when Gozer started coming up and forming, I was like, "Oh crap! What is?" Right. I thought it was going to be all CGI, be? and I was like, no, for, a split, "For a second, no. I thought, are they bringing back that actress? Is she still alive?" I think she's still. I think people thought she was dead, but I think she's actually alive. Oh. I don't know. She she went back to Russia or something right. like that. So, um, yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she lives forever, and that probably uh, she wouldn't right. look like she lives forever. Yeah, but Olivia was perfect. Right. And um and I like the how they updated her 
outfit her, or body her or outfit whatever. to be like yeah. a bioluminescent electricity she, right she was machine. like encompassing like like lightning or Something. whatever but anyway i was instantly thinking oh what a cool halloween costume yeah she kind of looked like the broad or those those yeezy shoes because <laughs> she had the exoskeleton <laughs> right or would it also there's another there's a stadium one of the olympic stadiums are kind of like that it has like a it has like a cone, not a honeycomb, but kind of like a shell design oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. the outside. And that's what her outfit It looked still like. looked like you could maybe make it with glue guns. Oh, yeah. You but, could definitely make that outfit. But yeah, but it looked super cool. You would need like an uh, LED thing to have the mm-hmm. waves of whatever. The light. Way. Yeah. Um, and then J.K. Simmons. I didn't even know that was oh, J.K. Simmons. I knew that was him immediately. <laughs> Until later. I was like, he's going to wake up and go, Spider-Man. <laughs> Until after the movie. Then when it was like, oh, J.K. Simmons, uncredited role. And I was like, well, who was he? I completely forgot about the old man in the coffin. That would be something that would be really cool to do. Like, you know, I'm not as old as J.K. Simmons, but essentially, let's just say I grew up watching Ghostbusters and then I became a major actor. And then Simmons like, hey, do you want to do an? Un- yes. Yes. <laughs> like, don't even tell me credited, uncredited. Right. I yes. could be a pizza guy. Right. Look, I could have just done a movie. <laughs> I could have just done the highest grossing movie of all time. I will be a pizza delivery guy in a Ghostbusters movie. In a Ghostbusters movie. movie. Putting it the, out there, people. Right. Anyone listening ever works on a Ghostbusters movie. Put me in it. Put Same Josh with Simpsons. I think the seasons of the last two seasons have been really bad. If they called me and said, do you want to be a voice of the Simpsons? I'm like, yes. yes. I'll pay you. I don't care. But <laughs> okay, like it's what? it's an episode it's it's about a subject matter an episode you won't like. I don't care. Put me on the Simpsons. It's only three words. I will do yeah. it. Um which is four words. But um so what's your other I movie? Do it. What's your other movie obsession? Back to the future. Same yeah. thing? Oh yeah. Ooh, even if it was it? a even if it was a reboot, even if it was a reboot with people that I thought were horrible f- cast. I would do it. it. I'd still do it. I don't care. Straight, I'd still do it. it straight to Roku channel. I don't. Yes. Movie. I, I I would do a Back <laughs> to the Future Christmas special on Hallmark Channel. I would come in there and be like, "Here's your pizza, sir." Right. Okay, yes. guys. Here's your pizza, Mister McFly. Totally. All right, people, get working on it. Let us know. We have emails and I have no shame when yeah. it comes to that. People okay. could dog me and be like, you were that guy in that sucky Back to the Future. Right. Can't believe you were part of that. I'm like, well, I can. Well, back to this movie. And since you said dogs, that's the next thing I was going to bring up. Was I was going to bring that up too. The dog. What were they called? The the, the dogs. Demogorgon. <laughs> what are they called? I forgot. They have a name. The Devil Dogs or something. I <laughs> uh, sure. The Dodger Dogs. How do you I don't not know what they're called? Okay. I don't. I um. The dogs. I just know Zool. <clears throat> okay, well, the dogs... I, okay, so we're watching it, and I am immediately in awe of how much they look like the original They look really good dogs. and probably better than the original dogs. Yeah, I mean... Because the look- original dogs were clay, and you could see, like, the outline yeah. of the stop motion. They do look better, but I was so happy that yeah. I could tell that they were practical. They were puppets. Mainly. Okay, when they weren't running around and moving, right? When when they, they were panned on him and he was in the Walmart, yeah, right. Like if it was a close up and they it wasn't like running around, it was a real, yeah. it was a puppet, it was an animatronic thingy, and it was actually in the room. I feel like that makes such a difference. And we just watched that thing on Quarter Crew with the Jurassic Park, yeah, and, how- and we just watched Curb where, uh, <laughs> where Seth. 
and so many Seths. I was like Seth Green, McFarlane, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. He was like, "What am I looking at?" And he was like, "Oh, the the, <laughs> the tennis, tennis ball, ball is the, uh, the Kraken." Right. Know? Oh, okay. Right, and I feel like it makes such a big difference. Like when it's done well, the puppets look so good. Yeah. And then even when it was running around, they had really good CG dogs yeah. running around. It didn't feel like, you know, obviously the first movie you can tell. Right, right. It was a little bit, you know, okay. but um, but this was so <laughs> good. These these um dog puppets. I was just picturing when um when he jumps on the uh, is it. He jump no, does he jump on a table or does he jump on the um room service tray? But that's one of the times like as you as time has gone on, you're like, oh wow, that's a really the bad because the, the table kind of collapses uh, at a weird rate that right. would not happen for like that large of an right. animal jumping right. on it. But yeah, the the that was another thing just like Egon, where I was like, uh, as soon as I saw saw the dog, I was like, oh. This uh, oh, I was like, wow, this is really good. But you know, it's like you're worried for a lot of yeah, in a lot of movies, like that is gonna be like a game change or a game ender, right? And I was just, I was very surprised and present, pleasantly surprised on like the eyes look the same, Mm -hmm. like the the eyelids, the ears, every they just went through every nook. It's all the little details like that that really shows you that the people making the movie were really trying to keep the spirit and really loved the original. Yeah. And it wasn't just like somebody who was just making a movie. I remember um when we went to that 30th anniversary Ghostbusters thing, um Ivan Reitman was saying that, you know, he was wanting to keep his hands off and let his son do do his thing, but I wonder how much consulting and conversations oh, right. they had of like, yeah. "Hey, Dad, do you think blah blah blah?" And he um, actually said, "So the son, Jason, right? Jason yeah. Reitman didn't want to ever touch Ghostbusters. Right? He was yeah, like, he was I, like, I, I don't... No, I'm not doing this." And then I think it was Jason Reitman who said that the um who who did the 2016 one Feige? Feige. Yeah. So. We all know this was not a great film, right? But that is not what. Well, Jason... some people say they. Okay, loved it. some people loved it, and I was reading a review the other day that was like, "2016 got it right. This one sucks." And I was like, "Shut up, hater!" Um, but love the cast of 2016. Yeah, it, it was not the great cast actors, problem. All of them. It was not their problem. But anyway, so what he did say? Wait, did I say the right Feige or whatever? Feige, Feige, Feige. Yeah, I'm Feige. Is is, is Marvel? Marvel, yeah. Okay. Paul Feig. So, um, anyway, so Reitman said what was good, what was great about the 2016 movie is that it opened the doors for people to imagine the Ghostbusters as something else. Right. And so that helped him in taking on this one. So he actually praised it for in, you know, right, kind for of, kind of opening yeah. those doors and was like, okay, now He's I can like, feel. He's like, this was this was trash enough that <laughs> I can just... I could totally I could tell it's like when you're playing horse with somebody and they don't hit the rim, you're like, okay, I think I can win this thing. I think he he was just, you know, because it was, I'm sure the Ghostbusters felt so untouchable because you yeah. don't want to take on something like well, that. Well, you don't want to take on Ghostbusters and you don't want to take on your dad's legacy right. on top of that. So 2016 helped Haven't him. Haven't you seen Creed? Helped him feel like he could take this on and, and reimagine it and not feel scared, you know, right. like people were going to come for him. Sure, people are still coming for him, but whatever. They will always come for you. Yeah. So, what did you think about the um marsh, <laughs> the little marshmallow? 
I thought it was cute. I think <laughs> I think they they ended up serving a purpose because at the end yeah. they were trying to pull they were trying to pull all the wiring out. Yeah, like it was obviously a toy promotion, and you know it's whatever. Um, but the way that they used them was actually they. Um, I feel like if I worked on that scene, I would be very proud of it. Yeah. And it was it was very because when we watched it twice, we noticed even more stuff. So it wasn't just like, oh, have these cute, tiny Stay Puft Marshmallow men bopping around. I was like, okay, like, what can we do? It's like, oh, well, you know, they're soft and they're gooey. And then they're also kind of nutty and crazy. So maybe they are like on a Roomba and the Roomba runs over one of them. And it's like, maybe they started to try to start like marshmallowing each other. Yeah, and like how in. fun to sit there right. and spitball ideas for what these marshmallows are getting And literally to. one of them was was doing the Spitting. the long loogie. <laughs> I don't know if any of you who've seen the movie, um, they're they're uh, boiling, or not boiling, they're frying each other on the grill, right? And there's one on the second layer of the grill where you keep the corn. And he's dangling his head off and he drops out this long loogie and then sucks it back up. And I, was, I didn't <laughs> notice that until the second time. So, yeah, it, I think that would be I am, something that you'd be proud of and not yeah. just be like, oh, this was just, I just worked on some toy cash grab. I am scene. glad we saw this movie twice so we could catch little things like that. Because yeah. the first time you see it, you're just looking at everything. Yeah. And this time, you know, the second time we could kind of pay attention. But I did at first when the, the first marshmallows popped up, because we saw in the, we knew they were coming. Right. Um, and they pop up and I thought, okay, here's the toy grab. But then when they were actually had little personalities and were like, right making s'mores with each other and roasting and melting on the grill. What are they? Oh, they're just murderers. They're not cannibals. Because then when we were watching the movie, I was like, they're cannibals. And I was like, wait, no, they're not. Yeah, they were just little... They're they're not as bad as the M&M's. No. The M&M's are... (laughs) M&M's are weird. But yeah, they they blended each other. And all the little details of like when... When the first one flops oh, over yeah. <laughs> and he falls into the, you know, Walmart has those little dots in yeah. the shelves and he stands yeah. back up and has little dots. Right. And then later there's one that um, I think he's pushing all the buttons on the blender yeah. and I think he hits one with his head and then pulls back and his head is dented in from the button. Oh, I didn't even see that. The button of that. So anyway, they just, it was so many little details in those little marshmallows. It was wonderful. Yeah. The, um, I liked in that scene also when he fell over that he turned around and then um Gary tapped him and he did kind of like who right. like, like what a- who are you oh you're that oh, guy right. from earlier oh how's it going <laughs> and he tries no, to bite his finger. Bite I don't know what he bit him with I guess they have candied teeth I don't know Well here's the thing too is if you really think about it why did they why did the marshmallows are just little blobs like mm-hmm. they're just little cotton balls of sugar and then they come to life but then they become the mascot like you know, they could have just been little squares with faces or like, you That's know. That's true. Anyway, so I. They embody the mascot And they somehow. came out with little hats. So sure, they have teeth. <laughs> That's true. All right. There we go. <laughs> yeah. But they also foiled. They were like the little foilers because um, I don't, Paul they Rudd were? was not on purpose, but like Paul Rudd was came upon the dog and was trying right. to be quiet. And then the little, um the, the mush. Marshmallows on the Roomba came and yeah. hit him and made noise. But they're not, they're more of mischievous. mischievous. They it don't know. Purpose, yeah. It's not but like their purpose in the plot were, was to foil. Right. 
It's not like Gozer was like using them as like winged no. monkeys. No, they no, were no, just no. mischievous spirits, right? Co- um, confectionery spirits. Right. But they were they were the plot foilers. So, and I love that scene, that whole Walmart thing when he's bebopping his way to the yeah, that's the, the weirdest the, the ice cream with his keys. There you go. There's around. your sexiest man alive. <laughs> yeah, his keys slinging around <laughs> until he gets to his Jamocha ice cream. It was so funny. I loved it. And then since we're on Paul Rudd, okay, I love his casting, and I love that he is in another mega franchise. You just like him stacking money to the ceiling? Yeah. But he's so Paul Rudd. Yeah. You know? And um, the scene where they flipped the, um, he's become the dog already, or the um, gatekeeper. Yeah. And he is the one laid out on the rocks all <laughs> trying to be seductive. Wait, was he the gatekeeper? Yeah, I thought so. Because usually the man is the key master to go off of eighties um, gender well, standards. Well, he's whatever Louis Tully was. Was Louis? He was, was the key he, master. Okay, oh, because that was the whole joke. Oh. Like when I get, when I got older, I was like, oh, key master and gatekeeper. I I get it now. I never got that. I thought I had mentioned that. To I you. don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Well, he's okay. Well, whatever he was. In the original, See, when, when a when a lock and a gate want to <laughs> open each other up, in the original, sometimes you need a little bit of WD forty, get okay. everything loosened up. Are we done? Are, can I? <laughs> Sex. <laughs> okay. In the original, it was Sigourney Weaver who was waiting all seductively yeah. for her key master. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in in this one, they for some reason Paul Rudd's pants. He was wearing pants, wasn't he? Yeah. His pants got all shredded, and he like had like Lewis's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then he was all laying laid out and waiting for her to arrive. So I thought that was a funny flip because he looked so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and then she comes up, and then magically her clothes turn into Sigourney Weaver's a version of the glittery dress. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that scene was, yeah, it was like nods and then other different things. Like, he handed her the flower and then she bites the flower. Because I thought, you know, she was going to put it in her hair or right. smell it or whatever. And she was like... Right. Because um, they're ducks. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> the, um, I think the, going back to the story, I like the whole thing that, you know, she's... So this is the heartstrings part. The mom is, which I don't know when he left the family, to be sure, because there's pictures of her really young. So I was like, okay, what is, when did he leave his family? But, um, you know, to see her struggle and to see her then become close to her father through her daughter, it like came full circle. Like if right. it wasn't for her having this daughter and having this, you know, this girl that she always told it was like, don't be yourself. Oh, um, right. <laughs> you know, by be, finding a place where, you know, she even said, I glad, I'm glad that you found yourself here, but I forgot what she said after that, but she was happy that her daughter found herself and through her daughter finding herself, she found her grandfather, which then connected her back to her mother and gave her mother a closure literally with her with dad. With her dad, yeah. Um, which I think to me is something that, you know, you could probably tear it apart, but for me, it's something that I feel like in these kind of reboots slash sequels to things, most have never done. Um, 
I would say the closest thing is my other favorite movie, um, because it just comes to mind, Back to the Future. At the end of that, Doc gets a family. You know, that's the closest thing that we're like, hey, at the end of this, it's it's bigger than gusting boast, (laughs) (laughs) busting ghost. It's bigger than traveling through time and science. Like he learned that there is more things just to like these these physical actions that you're trying to take and these things that you're trying to prove, which I thought was a, a cool little thing because that this movie didn't have to be that. It could have just been more busting ghosts. Right. And it could have been literally, let's just do the same thing, but with kids and let's just bust ghosts. And I like that they added that whole thing in. And I think just the way that the, they paced the movie um, and went back and forth was really cool because you had i i got to know everybody which is very mm-hmm. rare in a lot of movies this time um they they summed up who podcast was they summed up who um mckenna's character was the gruberson i knew that person i knew finn's character like i knew the mom I'm like okay i know what these people are willing to do what they're not willing to do i know their faults and their strengths and it's like cool let's go as opposed to um and they even set up the romanticness between gruberson and what's her name decently well Mm -hmm. with the limited time they had like the moment they joked at the front door of the school school, Mm -hmm. you're like okay they have a connection there they're they're both kind of off the cuff um and then when (laughs) they get back from the they get back from the police station and and he was, he was like, I'm sorry about this. Like, do you want to do this tomorrow? He's like, look, we had shrimp. <laughs> got arrested. <laughs> you know, this is this is interesting. I love the scene at the police station when the mom says, you were supposed to, you were supposed to look after her this summer. And Paul Rudd and Gruber was? says, like, I was. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, yeah, it was just like, and then the whole thing is just like, uh, it's like, oh, this is a perfectly good movie back there. You could be watching about a, a doll trying to kill people. Right. She's like, oh, wow, you're a seismologist? He's like, what? Huh? You know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then she's like, I'm not dumb. And then, they, you know, then they, I mean, it, yeah, it's like he developed an actual bond with the daughter, mm-hmm. then developed a bond with the mom. Um, the mom. And then eventually, you'll, you know, the son's cool with whatever. Right. Um, the brother's like, who are you? Oh, hey. <laughs> but I think also, it was cool that they all got to grow as well because she didn't have any friends. He, I assume, didn't know how to talk to girls, <laughs> had no game. He just kind of like winged it. Um, and she was able to, you know, be on this dirt farm where she could find all these gadgets, all these things, connect with her grandfather. And then I think the coolest thing about this movie is all the children were pretty fearless. Like, if you want to compare it to, let's say, Stranger Things, right? Something happens, they all freak out and run. In this movie, <laughs> she was like, what's that? You right. know, she's like, all right, I just practiced how to use this uh, proton pack. And let's just see what's over there. And then she's like, oh, there's a ghost. There's a phantasm. Let's blast it. Not knowing really what was in those pipes, which is probably the worst idea, <laughs> possibly. Because right. there could have been gas or whatever in those pipes. But other than that, it's like... I I like movies like that when the kids aren't cuz I when I was a kid I didn't you don't know anything like as an adult and the sound that that thing makes oh, right. and all the ringing and then the 
plasma it was shooting, I'd right. be like, oh, cool. I think I'm going to take this up to the college and see like what this is actually doing so I don't kill myself. But they were like, no, let's keep going. Let's right. shoot this thing. She had one little moment of recognition when he kicked it on when she right. was wearing it. And then she kind of had this recognition of like, holy crap, right. let's do this. But yeah. And then she just marched, you know, blasted everything. Right. Did you, um, so there was, so I love this movie. It's not without its faults. I, so one thing I did kind of wonder about was, um, how they had that whole scene where she's setting up the fact that she doesn't believe in ghosts and spirits Mm -hmm. and that we're just meat puppets and we die. But then, where the bad folks go when they die? Don't go to hell. That's me, puppets. <laughs> so, um, but then she very quickly accepts that she is playing chess with a ghost, and then, like, very like seamlessly, just understands that her grandfather is a ghost and is showing her where to find stuff. So I felt that was to me the only little weird thing is I wish they just hadn't had the scene where she was like, "I don't believe in ghosts." It felt like hmm. unnecessary, or that maybe something else got cut out. I'm trying to because she didn't even question at all. It was just like she just said, "So this is happening," and with her scientific mind, you would think she would be looking for like some sort of real reasoning. Because at this point, she doesn't even really know about the Ghostbusters, right? Like, right. But and 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 the fact that she blatantly just said, but but she also said that she doesn't process what podcast asked her something and then she was like i don't show emotions like other people but inside, oh, I'm when, when he out. said uh i think mr gruberson wants to bang your mom oh right she was like of course i'm upset but i just don't show it on the outside or something like that yeah and then later she was like overstimulation calms me so that could also be a part of it like she's just not going to show outwardly that she's questioning the ghosts or freaked out. But yeah. I do feel like that was like a little bit of a misstep in that whole character. Well, yeah, I bit. think they would have had to add in a scene of her doing scientific testing. And yeah. Double blind studies right. and all that stuff. Like, I and wish that they had just wouldn't cut, have... cut out. If they had just cut out her saying she didn't believe in that stuff, I would have, I never would have questioned it. It would have just yeah, gone I hear along you. with it. I, th- I think, I think though her saying that Kind of let you know. I don't remember where Egon was on the whole ghost thing. Like how he got on, how quickly. He got on board. Yeah, I can't remember who was more ghosty, if it was Ray or Egon. But I think that was there to kind of show you that, you know, essentially, if if they were to go deeper, like she was, she's an, you know, if we're going to do a character profile, she's mm-hmm. an atheist that wants to know, like, this, this, that, and the other to mm. prove this, this, that, and the other. And she's very scientific about things. Right. And scientifically, it doesn't really make sense that there would be ghosts, like I've said before, because we would just be overrun with... Or maybe she just thought that was her logical next step. Like, there's nothing around to make this move. It must yeah. be a ghost. And that's what maybe I was going to say. That, it's yeah. like, she, she was shown enough things that... You know, it's like, okay, so your grandfather, not unless he was worked for Disney or something like that and did animatronics, everybody's like, your grandfather was broke. He never did anything. He was always talking about the end times. He was always talking about ghosts. So you're like, okay, I don't believe in this crap. But then you wake up and there's a there's a um, a chessboard back on your table and 
you could think, well, maybe my brother did it or whatever, but then yeah. it moves in front of you. Right. Nobody else is around. Right. You're like, okay, that's weird. And you kind of go with it. Yeah, and then, I guess that's probably what it was. It was because just layers how, started yeah. building. Yeah. Because then the then then she got the EKG meter. You know what it is? I'm EKG, just used to like... EKP meter. EPK meter? I can't remember I, I what acronym. any of those. <laughs> I don't... You know what it is? I think I'm just used to like the big Disney reaction. Like the what the what is this? A ghost. Like this whole step by step, you know, is that you, grandpa? You know that whole thing. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe, maybe I'm wrong. No, but it, yeah. I just think it built it built it to me, it felt like it built. I definitely feel like yeah, her doing some sort of sort of scientific testing would have been good. But it, it kind of built in a way that made me feel like, oh, okay, she's kind of, she's one of those people's like, I don't believe, but if you show me some evidence. Right. She like, just okay. accepted it so seamlessly. Yeah. Actually, they all did. <laughs> so, eh, fine, whatever. Um, well, I think also once you find, because she was, she didn't say she believed that that, I don't remember if she ever said she even believed. She said she didn't believe. Then she had the chess match. And then there was she no went, real acknowledgement of it. It was just an yeah, acceptance right. of what was happening. In but front then she of her. went downstairs. Yeah. And then that started revealing itself. Yeah. And then he started moving the lamp around. Okay. So that's another thing. Right. But then you find a, a proton pack and you start shooting that thing. Right. And you're like, okay, well, I've never heard or seen of this. And then you go into a building and yeah. then there's a, a metal muncher. And you're like, okay, well, then right. <laughs> this is kind of where speaking we're at now. Of, speaking of the muncher, did you think that Slimer would be in this movie? I was wondering if he would. Um, I'm glad he wasn't. If he would have made a cameo, that would have been okay. But I don't know how they would have cameoed Slimer in it. So I read I, about why Slam, Slimer, Slimer, why Slimer was not in. It this. better not be legal stuff somehow. No, no, it's because <laughs> in the beginning he was a scary ghost. Right. Yeah. Right. He was scary in the beginning. But then they said, I can't remember who said this. I know the cartoon made him article. really soft. Yeah. So over the years, they were like, somehow Slimer became like the firehouse Dalmatian. I never thought he was scary, though. And they, not even in the first one? No, because he was eating those hot dogs. He looked really silly <laughs> and stupid. He was literally the Stay Puft ghost. He was kind of gross and scary, I thought. Oh. Um, but was he was, you know, originally he was not. Like, but they said over the years, he became like the firehouse Dalmatian and he was too soft. And so they didn't feel like they could bring him back yeah. into this. Um, So I liked the Muncher because essentially Muncher was the Slimer of this right. movie. And I thought he was fun. I thought he was a, a threatening ghost was shooting bullets, I guess, <laughs> shooting metal back out. Um, And how he only eats metal. But it's funny when they do gags because he obviously was flying through walls and buildings and stuff but he the, got stuck in the metal ghosts, bars ghosts are confusing <laughs> so in any movie ghosts are confusing because it's like wait so he can but he can't but but he could do that but then he but he I can talk he, to I her he but he can't a gag unless metal is his kryptonite like he eats it and that's the only thing that can contain him i don't know but Anyway, I thought it was funny that they made him get stuck in the bars for no real reason, just other than it was kind of funny. Right. Yeah, I liked when, yeah, there was kind of like, oh, we don't we don't know how to get through this gate. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, okay, let me Let's just open this, this up. Out. That was clever. Um, yeah, I think Slimer, would, that would have been 
interesting if they would have tried to bring him back in any sort of way. Um, I really liked after I so at so, when I started digging into Ghostbusters and who Winston's character was originally supposed to be. He was supposed to be like a military vet. He was supposed to be way more like cool and. His character was, you know, not to say there shouldn't be an everyman, but for what they had slated for him and then what he became. And then, like, I think he shows up like halfway through the movie or whatever like that. So, you know, being a six year old black kid, you know, and you're like, oh, cool. And you're like, oh, he just drives the car. <laughs> and he was he was the voice of reason and all that type of stuff. But, you know, um, these people had like degrees and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, it would, once I found out like, oh, it would have been cool that for him to have been like a military vet or something, you know. Um, but I think it was really cool what they did of having him be the only person that like, you know, I guess in the U.S. terms had success, you know, but I, I think Ray wasn't that happy working at his shop well, Ray had because his shop. he had a shop, but he had all the baggage from, I don't think he had he moved on damaged. from Egon, yeah. you know. And then Vankman, well, Vankman got married. Teaching. He went back to teaching and he married um, uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver. I forgot her name. <laughs> Zool. Dang. Okay. So he married her, which was a great, you know, I, I was, that was I, Dana Barrett. Because, Vankman. um, uh, because, um, uh, dang. Why am I forgetting his name, too? Vinkman? No. Oh. The the guy who plays Egon. Um, oh, Harold Ramis. Yeah. Because Harold Ramis is dead, um, that whole thing about his thing was, like, bittersweet. But it was very sweet to see that they were together. Um, that Vinkman and, and um, what's-her-name were together. Oh, yeah. That was a nice end credit. Um, because, you know, it's been... Was it 1990 or 91 Ghostbusters 2? So it's been 30 years and they're yeah. still together, which is... That was a funny, funny thing, too, because when we were watching the credits and Sigourney Weaver's name popped up and we instantly looked at each other like, where was she? And, and then, then immediately the rounds up. Yeah, the mid-credits scene comes in. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool to see that the future of the Ghostbusters is going to be financed through the guy that they just hired last minute. Right, right. And if they didn't hire that guy... You know, it's a twofold thing. If he didn't go through what he did and kind of grow, and if they didn't hire him, like there would be possibly no future Ghostbusters because mm -hmm. after what Finn did to that car, um, <laughs> I don't think it was going to last much longer. When he jumped that oh thing, but gosh, at the beginning, I was like just like, and it looked like bent, and I was like, oh my goodness! In real life, they would have been like, well, I guess we're not busting right. any ghosts. Speaking of practical effects, they built that wheat field. For him to drive through. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was wondering if that was real or not. Yeah, that was real. I was having a hard time figuring it out. That was all real. They plotted out a course for him to drive. He actually drove it? But I think the bits where we see him driving, oh, okay. he's driving it. Oh, I mean, unless they have somebody on top really yeah. driving it. But I was just wondering, because sometimes they might be like, yeah, drive He's it. in the car, at least, I believe. <laughs> and they actually, yeah, set out a course to drive through the wheat field. And they said, um, I think it was McKenna Grace maybe did an interview about how amazing it was to work on this movie because there were so many practical and gigantic sets that were yeah. built and actually made all these things. Well, yeah, I think the in the reality sense, I was like, oh, he doesn't have a skid plate on that thing. <laughs> I was like, he's gonna. The, he's just like the moment you floor it, you're gonna hit some rock that sticks out five oh, yeah, inches, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just oil drips everywhere. Yeah. Your car stops working. 
But uh, yeah, I thought that was, I think that's the thing. It's like, if I was a kid, it would give me so much joy. Like, I, I would love to see this as a child and see if I could view this as I did the original movie. But from a point of view as a child, because I had to look up to people who were 30 years old. I was mm, like right. eight and they were like 30. Right. And to, but to be able to, because you know, when you watch ET or you watch um, Goonies or whatever, like you were relating, you're like, I could right. be that kid. Like right. I could be kissing that girl. I could be finding these jewels or whatever. And so to be a kid and say, like, oh man, I could be driving through a cornfield or <laughs> I could <laughs> pop out of a car while it's driving. I mean, the gunner seat was and pretty cool. Yeah, I'm like, that was pretty cool. That would be a, ama- that's like, that also, was my dream. Super fun to film, I'm sure. Yeah. Like to get to swing out of that car right. and swing around on that seat. And so I just think, you know, it'd be interesting to see that. And I, I was thinking the second time around, I was like, are there any bits or jokes and different things in here that would be equivalent to like the first movie for me? Like the jokes just for the adults or the jokes for or the kids? Bo- b- both. <clears throat> I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, we've been, we've both been watching movies forever and we're somewhat jaded and we don't think about all that stuff anymore but just like the levels sometimes of the jokes. But like, I remember when I was a kid, you know, he says, uh, he says, he, he gets on the elevator. I think the, yeah, the guy gets on the elevator. He's going to get on the elevator with them. And he's like, Oh, what are those for? And he's like, Oh, there's a rat or whatever on five. And he got an, or cockroaches or something. He's like, that's a pretty big cockroach. And I remember that mm-hmm. being a funny little bit for me. And then when they, um, when they went into the ballroom and uh, he tried to do that trick where you pull the the skirt of the table. Oh, right. And then you, everything's supposed to stay, but everything flew <laughs> off except for the flowers. He's like, the flowers are still standing, you know. And then he's like, uh, nice shooting, Tex, and like all those little mm-hmm. bits. I don't think it had as many of those because Bill Murray and, and, you know, right. and everybody was really great yeah. at that. But I just hope that there's some things like that. For the kids to be able to... I think to... that was podcast job. Like, yeah. he seemed to have, like, those funny little interlude things. Like, let yeah. me take a picture. And, and what Was there always a Polaroid camera in those glasses? That's what I was <laughs> wondering, too. <laughs> like, so, but yeah, I, he yeah. had that. And he had, like, all the little... Kind of the little funny bits. But, yeah, I do wonder if kids receive this the way we received the first one. Right. And if they get that much joy, we should ask the kids, see if uh, the niece and nephew That's true. have watched it and we'll um, get their opinions. But they're old school people. They are. They've hung around with too many right. old people. That's so they're true. like, I like the first one. They're this one was cool, though. Hey, if you're a kid that listens to our podcast. <laughs> Jonathan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Uh, what was I say also about that? Um, yeah, I just feel like the big moments, like the, the gunner seat when he got to drive. Oh, um, the little RC car that if they don't make a, if they don't they make, make one it, of yeah. those to sell for Christmas or whatever, they're missing out. The, that reminded me when we did the Halloween ride and that guy was riding, the guy was riding on a one wheel sitting in, in a, a chair, in a lounge chair while driving an RC car through downtown LA. Yeah, that was kind of I was insane. just like, that's a lot of... <laughs> Your brain must be really right. gray There's or wrinkled or whatever. Um, but yeah, I thought about that. And yeah, it was it was almost like another character that they had that little thing. So that scene. And then um, also the one where Mr. Gruberson was like, oh, let's open up this trap. But that whole thing was oh, funny. Oh, yeah, that was great. 
So it's like it had a lot of really funny and big moments. Um, and then when he's driving back and he's pulling the shard of glass, he just throws it over the hood. <laughs> and podcast is like, like you would lean out of an actual car window, but he's leaned up on the dash yeah. with his face in the wind. The um, I thought probably the best and cleverest part of the movie was when, and also dumbest, is when they went down that mine shaft, like they were in Cerro Gordo, and um, <laughs> they got down there, but then they found out that her their grandfather had set up a four-prong stream crosser that kept... Oh, kept everybody the, trapped. Yeah, kept the, all the ghosts from in um, the ghost well. hitting the peak uh, go, Gozerian meter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like Because when she calls... Mm, yeah, that was after she had called Ray. But he was like, yeah, he ran off with all of our stuff and said it was going to be the end of the world. And he's crazy and blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, nobody believed him. And so it was like that moment where you get to see the culmination of like, right. it's like Ray, why, why he, well, he didn't necessarily have to do this, but nobody believed him. Why he hurt Ray, why he hurt his daughter, why he missed out on his grandchildren. He's like, I was trying to build something that would stop these safe. right stop these this uh, entity from raising to power and then on top of that if they did to then lure them back to the house as a mm-hmm. trap and stop them which i was like that's a pretty big idea and clever idea right. that i wouldn't have which is the is the the thing that actually makes this movie very different from the first one because the first one was a reactionary like, right. film. Right. And this one is like family. Family is a huge feature of this yeah. movie. Yeah. But I mean, just in the in the trapping sense. The first oh, one was a reactionary right. method of like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Right. This time he was like, okay, I have a methodical approach about this how we're going to stop right. Gozer and trap Gozer for good. Right. And so my other question was, so are, is it going to be like potatoes? They're going to have to dig up all of those traps and then find a place to keep them. Maybe that's why. Maybe they just bury them. No. No, Because then, so? remember, because when they drove up there, they actually drove over all those traps. Mm, yeah. In the second movie, I was like, wait a minute. They drove up over all these traps. Mm-hmm. So if anybody drives up there, they try it. Somebody says, I'm going to come with a, a, a you know, a a backhoe digger or something like that'll but maybe, release. But maybe once Winston sets up, you know, he finances the new Ghostbusters, maybe they cover all that in dirt or maybe, yeah, well, maybe they get all the, he's going to take care of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, but I'm just saying, like, I was just thinking like, okay, what is, what is, right, right, right. my first thought because was, that's oh, a lot of traps. Cover, my first thought was, oh, they're just going to cover them all in dirt and then just tell everyone to stay away. Yeah. And <laughs> like, that would never work. Stay away. Um, because as you know from mm. Ghostbusters 2, there are people that like to enable ghosts mm, to yeah. try to take over the world. Um, so yeah, it's just I just thought there's a lot of well, traps. So you have to try to pull all of them out. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that was Ghost. That was Ghostbusters 2. That was the kind of Ghostbusters 2 element. So is this the character that I'm just forgetting about? He's the guy who built the building in the first one. Right. But when how we never saw him. Okay. So he's just in some sort of stasis. I don't. I don't really know. Really but he was. That. He was a worshiper of Gozer, and he believed in the occult and all that stuff. Right. So maybe he something something something. All right. 
You know? I, yeah, I think that was one of my other question marks. It was like, what was his deal? And then he gets out and she immediately just rips him in half. <laughs> I thought that was great. That was great. It's like, together we can rule. She's like, no. That we're was not doing kind that. of like when. <laughs> When um Brad Pitt spoiler when Brad Pitt pops up in the closet of um what's that movie Burn After Reading Burn After Reading <laughs> and they immediately shoot him in the head yeah <laughs> or when he gets hit by a bus and meet Joe Black like these yeah. sudden deaths of a character that felt like that it made me laugh which is kind of weird but <laughs> I uh I think if it's similar to the example I've been giving the last like two weeks which is man this heist was great I can't wait till we you know get away from the cops and split this up. And they're like, you mean split this up one way? Pow! And just shoots the guy. I take Takes all the money. money. Yeah. Um, That's what she was kind of like. So I don't know. She could have maybe made a deal with him to help open up a portal. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh yeah, cool. Like set up these portals. I'll come through. Like, it'll be great. We'll rule the world. And then like, once she gets it set up. She's like, thanks. Bye. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of Ray and his occult shop, when um you when mean she- the demon screamer what you don't remember the demon screamer or whatever that was oh, that podcast yeah. <laughs> no um when she calls him at the shop yeah and he she's like i'm calling what well, she's asking him about egon or whatever yeah, yeah. and then he says um Oh, Egon can rot in hell or whatever. Uh-huh. Did that kind of hit you hard? Like that kind of hit me in the heart a little bit when he said that. And I was like, oh, not for any, I don't know why. I think because he uh, well, is actually dead well, that's a, and that's, there was like some turmoil with. But it wasn't really with him. No, but. It was just him. I know, but it's still for a second. I was like, oh, and then she tells him he's dead and he's like, oh, sad. Um, I It felt kind of weird only because, not because. Um, Harold Ramis is dead, but because the character is dead, and I knew that that was going to be the next thing that right, he was going right. to hear. It just know. felt harsh, and I was like, Ugh. "Well, yeah, that's yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things that <clears throat> happens to most people where you're like, right? Oh man, what did you think about but Ghostbusters? He, and you're like, that movie sucked. And you're like, <laughs> I was the executive producer <laughs> right. on that. And you're like, ah. but then I guess he goes on to explain why he feels that way. Yeah. Which then I was like, oh okay, but at my my gut reaction was like oh that hurt a little bit because <laughs> i think i even said out loud like ouch <laughs> i think more than anything was that everybody kind of said that they missed him except for bill murray which i don't think is a thing i think that for that i will say that probably got like cut out or something oh. but everybody seemed more like sad and sympathetic and but you know it's like i don't know what was cut out and then i also don't know um you know some as silly as bill murray is i'm sure he's a very emotional and silly yeah. person like he seems like so. you're like oh he's the guy from stripes and you're like yeah that's like one part of him kind of like larry david you're like oh he's an inconsiderate jerk so <laughs> if i see him on the street i'm gonna like say something mean and he's right. like why would you say that right <laughs> you're like, well you know i thought you know the, 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 you know, the season four you like dude that's like really rude that kind of hurts my feelings like oh crap i oh, just dang. made bill mary sad you know right. so it could have been just one of the you know who knows films are all different but it was just kind of interesting because I was waiting for him to say something at the end part and he didn't say anything. I was like, oh. Did he not? What did they all say? Oh, like they said goodbye to him or something? Yeah, or it's like. I didn't know Yeah, like he looked over. Yeah, he looked. They all looked they over, all looked. but he said something like, I miss you, buddy. And then um, and then Zeb Morris said something and then then it cut. Oh, it cut okay. to them, I think, pulling the them out of the dog oh, art shells. okay. Yeah. So. So maybe there was an off-camera moment. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to start nothing. Right. I don't want this to end up on E! News. Right. 
<laughs> Random podcaster says Bill Murray still no. hates you. Know, right. I, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. Uh, here's a question for everybody. Would you rather have a Ghostbusters 3 sooner or and never have Groundhog Day or have Groundhog Day? Because that was the movie that broke their relationship. Oh. Because hmm. we don't know what Ghostbusters 3 would have been. Ghostbusters 2 was fine, but it wasn't. Right. Ghostbusters ba- 1. Based on... Ba- just based on what I've read, what how the franchise was envisioned to go on, seemed like it maybe would have jumped the shark if it kept going in that time. Mm-hmm. So I think... Was that like because of Dan or... Yeah, like just the stories, like the what I've read of where the story was going. Yeah. It felt too like... It was going to become something else, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Maybe they could have done it. But I I feel like I like where it stopped. Mm. And I like how it's picked up now. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's... Um, yeah, it's like I would... One, what is that? One in the hand is worth two in the bush. It's like we we got a great movie because of the loss. Mm. Like, it's not a great thing to say, but because of this loss, it focused everything. And I think that's what happens when people get sick, when people die, things like that. When people realize, oh, this guy sucks. He thinks he's better than me. He took the, you know, obviously someone stealing your publishing as a musician is kind of hurtful. But then when you think about like, oh, man, you know, we spent the last 25 years arguing when we could have been talking and then maybe touring. And then they do a reunion tour and it's like, wow, this is really cool. Like, I love hanging out with you guys. You guys are like brothers, you know. And it's, I think it's one of those things where, uh, you you kind of, you learn that, um, uh, friendship and humanity is a little bit stronger than ego or views but, or whatever. But based on your question, are you happier to have had Groundhog Day and not a Ghostbusters three? Um. I think so, because I also remember when the internet was first popping for us middle-class people. <laughs> I, I would go and try to find out if there was going to be a Ghostbusters 3. Mm-hmm. Because there was always rumors about Ghostbusters 3. So as far yeah. back as I can remember of being on the internet, that was one of the first oh, type yeah. of things of investigating and getting on, you know, gophers and, and uh, <laughs> BBS uh and trying to figure out, like, oh, is there going to be a Ghostbusters 3? I heard that Bill Murray's not going to be in it. I heard he is. I heard, you know. Um, but, yeah, Groundhog Day is a great movie. Like, we wa- we've watched that episode. Right. Um, so, I, I I don't... Also, what would have done to Bill Murray's career? Like, Groundhog Day kind of was the bookend, as far as I know, of, like, the the 80s like the star still flying up of the eighties, Bill Murray mm. before he, you know, kind of became the lost in translation. Right. The indie, uh, Bill indie, Murray. indie Bill Murray. So without that movie, mm-hmm. maybe we would have never had Bill Murray. Maybe he would mm. have just like retreated right. and been like, I'm just going to do these, a couple of films here and there. And I'm not really going to. It's the sliding doors question. Yeah. Not it's, saying he didn't he do it. Cause he, the doors. Cause he did. What about, know. Somewhere around there was what about Bob and then Quick Change. I love Quick Change. Have you seen Quick Change? I do not know what that is. Uh, Gina Davis. Um, oh, I love him, Gina Davis. And I forgot who the guy is, but that's a good movie. So he did good movies, but they weren't like huge. 
I think What About Bob wasn't that big. It might have done better in rentals. Hmm. Quick Change was not big. And I think the last thing was Groundhog Day. Hmm. So. All right. Yeah. Well, do you want to do tomatoes? Let's do it. What are your tomatoes for Ghostbusters Afterlife? Um, what say you? I'm going to give this an 85. Ooh, that's pretty high for you. Yeah. Nice. Well, you have the nostalgia factor. Yeah. Like I said, you have the friend, family factor. You have the difficulty of putting this movie together and mm-hmm. making it appeasing to the old people and also, you know, something that has to appeal to the young people. I was sitting around 84, 86. I don't know why I didn't think 85. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's so, what's that number? <laughs> um okay, what say the people? Okay, critics whatever. 63% tomatoes, so it's fresh but not as I'm sure high. those people yeah were like this is just Ghostbusters right. 1 with a bunch of babies. People couldn't handle the reboot sequelness of it. But um, the people say ninety five percent, and I think you're right. People, I would I would go with that. It's pretty high. That's pretty I want to give it ninety five percent, but it's like it's not perfect. Like nineties, like right nineties, like Ghostbusters That's one. Like, like I will high standard ninety for me is like I'm watching this throughout my lifetime. Yeah. I will wa- probably I watch, this watch this again. Yeah, I could watch this a few more times. I really but could. like. There's a few movies that I could watch. Back to Future, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. And yeah. one I won't name because it's very, very, very inappropriate nowadays. Oh, okay. Uh, it was cool back then. Okay, it didn't. But age nowadays, well. it wasn't even. Age, it didn't age well when it came out. <laughs> so okay. it definitely doesn't age well now. So I won't. Someone once once chastised me for saying I used to watch that movie all the time. Now I'm curious. Now I don't. We'll even talk know about what it offline. Is. Okay. People who know me know the movie. No. Okay. The movie, but. All right. Well. Yeah, I, I'm with the people, critics, whatever. Stop being haters. This was a joyful movie. This movie, I joyful, feel like I was smiling when it was over. I was smiling at the beginning, like, <laughs> smiling when it was over. This is a fun movie. I uh, should have said fun film. Fun film. That's a wrap. A wrap on that. <laughs> we did cool. it. Cool. Well, remember. There is no Dana, only Zool. There is no mom. I can't do the growl. (laughs) Okay, do all the things. Subscribe, Instagram, podcast, subscribe. You usually do all this stuff. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) people know what to do if they're going to do it. And if they're not, they're not. Yeah. All right. Peace. Bye.